0: The Unshackled Waves, episode 27. Hello and welcome to the Unshackled Waves podcast. I'm Tim Wilms, here for this week's review episode. Uh, now, Parliament, uh, Federal Parliament, resumed this week. And, of course, uh, this was when uh, Cory Bernardi uh, finally ended months of speculation and announced that he was leaving the Liberal Party to form his own party, Australian Conservatives. The reaction of MPs inside the Liberal Party is to uh, call his decision a betrayal, uh, though it's been welcomed by many Conservative voters who for a long time have felt disillusioned by the, the leftward drift of the Liberal Party, not just under Malcolm Turnbull, but at the state level and also in its, in, its internal structure. Uh, the impact that Australian Conservatives will have on the political landscape in the near future will be the focus of our show uh, for today uh, with my co-host, my co-editor-in-chief of The Unshackled, Sukhith Fernando. Welcome back to the show.
1: Thanks to everybody. It's good to be back.
0: Uh, so it was the big news this week, uh, Corey Bernardi's uh, announcement. He announced, it, uh, he announced his resignation from the Liberal Party on Tuesday, uh, at, at 12.30 and he, t- he talked about how Liberal Party no longer reflected the values that it uh, had stood for when he first joined. Uh, I, I for one was, he, he described himself as he was reluctant but both relieved and I, I would describe myself as happy that he finally uh, broke free of the, the shackles from the Liberal Party.
1: Yeah, I'm actually very glad that he did because um I really wanted him to and you know his voters, many of his voters wanted him to do it. So um, I'm relieved um and I'm happy that he did that because now it means he can actually pursue his conservative um goals on his own without any intervention from the now progressive liberal party.
0: And, and of course the 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 reaction of Liberal and National MPs is, yeah, like I said, to uh, uh, call it a betrayal. Uh, they've called him a, a rat. Uh, for those who don't know, ratting is when you uh, leave the political party that that got you got you into parliament. So they've been very scathing, and it's and it's not just been. The progressive uh, ministers, such as Simon Birmingham, who called it a dog act, uh, it's also been even conservative Scott Morrison and uh, Peter Dutton who have criticised, criticised uh, his decision. And I've and I've also seen the various Liberal Party hacks online saying, "Oh, this is uh, such a uh, betrayal. He should he should resign his his Senate seat." So they've really gone have uh, gone in hard after him. And there was a story uh, the day after he made his announcement that Turnbull is about to crush the party.
1: Yeah, I mean, they need to understand that people voted for Corey Bernardi. People knew who he was and, you know, what he stood for. So they need to understand that people didn't really vote for for him because he was, he was a Liberal. He, they voted for him because of his views and... You know, makes sense that he's still staying in the party, and they're overreacting. Um, They they call him the traitor, but the thing is, the real traitor is the Liberal Party itself because they're moving away from that original conservative um, platform they used to have. Um, Malcolm Turnbull is quite progressive. Um, He's with. For example, with the climate change, he, d- he did promise a plebiscite, that was good, um, but with climate change, you know, with safe schools, he has been very progressive. Um, so the real traitor is the Liberal Party and they, I don't think it's legitimate for them to criticise Cory Bernardi for leaving because, you know, he left because you betrayed Australian people.
0: Yeah, I wrote I wrote an article that was published uh, on the Unshackled ju- just this morning, talk, talking about uh, the ethics of uh, Cory Bernardi's defection. Uh, because yes, the the argument is that he was elected on a Liberal Party ticket; people thought they were getting a a Liberal Party senator. Uh, yet, uh, yet he's he's got gone and left now. But the thing is, as I pointed out in my article, that uh, f- uh, a lot of a lot of people. Uh, would have voted for the Liberal Party, thinking they were going to get a somewhat conservative government, which which they which they haven't got under Malcolm Turnbull. So the Liberal Party is the one betraying voters, and also there would have uh, he would have been pre-selected by. The, uh, by Liberal Party members, he was number two on the ticket because of his conser- his conservative views. And and I, I believe that there's a lot of Liberal Party members who will probably uh, leave the Liberal Party themselves and, and go and join him. So I don't think the only people that he's really betrayed are the people who have never liked him anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think they already know that they're just, you know, I think the Liberal Party people who are... Con- um, criticizing Corey already know that they're hacks. Um, they're just doing it for, um, just to justify themselves and just to sort of make them look like the noble people, the righteous people who are still true to their platform. Well, first of all, you're not true to your platform. And second, you know, you can't criticize him. Um, and and yes, he was. I mean, he, he, you said he was number two as well. So, you know, it just shows that he did the right decision ultimately because people expected um, some conservatism. They didn't get conservatism, so, you know, that's what happens when they don't get what they want. Hey, I haven't
0: seen any true conservatives uh, online crit- criticise his, his decision. It's more just been, like a, like I said, the the hacks who just spew the... The Liberal Party line, uh, is uh, but the the argument that's always put forward by people who say you know you should stay in the Liberal Party is that uh, you should change from within. You should it's better to be part, a part of the team than not in it at all when you when you don't have any 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 influence. But Corey Bernardi has been in the Liberal Party for for over 20 years. He's been a senator for 10 years. I mean, he's tried the change from within. I mean, he was sacked uh, from the front bench twice for being, being too conservative. I mean, he's been publicly ridiculed by his colleagues for, for many years. So he's, he's, tri- he's tried that method and he, he wasn't getting anywhere.
1: The truth is, you really can't fix the Liberal Party anymore. People don't like it anymore. People vote, people vote for it because you know it was a bit better than Labour. That was it. Um, you know, people want actual an actual right-wing party, and yes. Um, With regards to the online sphere, yes, you can tell that most Conservatives were supportive. I mean, if you look at the comments under under the Australian, under the SMH, then you can tell that people were actually very supportive. Um, And the people who weren't supportive were the ones who actually hated him in the first place. Um, All the progressive Liberals who just hated Corey Bernardi in the first place. Um, And that just, that says something. Yeah.
0: And it's also the reaction of the, the mainstream media has also been uh, something to uh, behold as well. I mean, uh, m- most of the left-leaning media, they've ridiculed him uh, starting the Australian Conservatives, saying, oh, it will never go anywhere, uh, n- nobody cares about what he does, so they're, they're all having a laugh about it. But I, I think that the party has, has got real, real potential
1: they do have real potential. And let's remember, it was the same media who were saying Brexit won't happen, the same media who said Donald Trump won't be nominated, and the same media who said Trump won't win. So, you know, the thing is, the media is saying, Corey, will we be successful, I think we can already tell the future by the fact that the media is saying he can't make it. You know, they said the same thing about Trump. So, you know, if anything, the media is sort of like um, it's like a prophecy, isn't it? That the opposite of what they say is coming true um, with that happened with Trump. And so that will happen with Corey. Uh, I, I put
0: up a post on Facebook saying, could Cory Bernardi be Prime Minister by 2019? I mean, because <laughs> uh, there's that famous video of Ann Coulter saying that Donald Trump uh, had the best chance of becoming president back in 2015, and the audience laughed at her, but of course, who's laughing now? So yeah. nothing, nothing's, uh, uh, nothing's uh, beyond, beyond reach in this, in this era.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, we let's look at let's look at the past, and you know, all the mainstream media were making fun of the the new right wing, sort of, you know, saying you won't win, but you know, they won. I just want to say, I just want to go back to the um to the liberal hacks, and I just want to say that um in the mainstream media, they in ABC, James it was James Patterson, I believe his name, he gave an interview, and you know, he said he was very disappointed he wasn't supportive at all and i was very surprised he said that because he was he's one of the most you know conservative people in the party um or at least according to the mainstream media he's one of the most conservative so i was surprised that james patterson would actually you know condemn Corey bernardi's act i thought he would be more um you know supportive of that and the thing is the mainstream media was using that very well and they were like oh look even a conservative even one of the most conservative people in the party are criticizing him um and I thought that was quite disappointing. Well, it's
0: because he's an enemy now. I mean, he's... In, in their eyes, he's ratted on the party, so he's done the dirty on them. So he must be destroyed by by any means yeah. necessary. Yeah. I mean... Uh, uh, the only uh, the only two people that uh, that didn't really like go after Corey Bernardi were Tony Abbott, who he blamed uh, Malcolm Turnbull for not encouraging Corey Bernardi to stay. But we actually know there was an article uh, in the in the Fairfax uh, websites that it was actually Tony uh, Tony Abbott's betrayal of uh, Corey Bernardi's private conversation that that sealed the deal for Corey Bernardi to leave. So sort of Tony Abbott's. Uh, try, trying to have it both ways a bit, and also uh, a Victorian MLC Bernie Finn, who's who's posted that you know, he still considers Cory Bernardia a friend, and, and is disappointed that uh, he felt that he had to leave. But it just it just shows the the current crisis in the Liberal Party. So sort of understanding, but not not he's not going to uh, uh, jump and join him.
1: Yeah, he won't. And um, you know, I. I prefer that in comparison to everything else they've said. Um, I do know that George Christian, George Christensen um, was told of this, um, but, and he, he said that he would actually consider leaving during the Christmas new year period, but it looks like he hasn't done it. Um, but George Christensen was sort of in his side. Um, you know, they're very similar um, as well. His core is a bit, a little bit more elitist, George is a bit more um, populist, I suppose, but, you know, they were on one side, but George hasn't done it. Um, sad to see, but I, I would have liked more people to join him. I think many will join him later on. You know, that's, that's, the signs are showing that even many conservatives in the party are getting a bit disillusioned by what's happening now. Um, well, only the future will tell, and I hope Corey wins. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, after he made his announcement, I checked out the Australian Conservatives website, so it was all ready to go, you could uh, s- sign up for for membership, uh, view the, the party's constitution, beliefs and, and and principles, so it'd be interesting to, we might find out in the coming days, it'd be interesting to know how many people have signed up already, because I've never... Oh, I know I keep going back to fe- uh, comments that I've seen on Facebook, but, yeah. you know, these are real people who are commenting. There's a lot of people saying, you know, I've joined the party. This is the first political party I've joined. So uh, it would be, it'd be, uh, be interesting if, uh, if, if Corey does comment on the initial uptake of, of membership because I know, I know that for months there's people have been, uh, been saying, come on, Corey, do it, do it, you know, form a new party.
1: Yeah, people have been very supportive. And, you know, ultimately, you know, the online sphere is what matters these days, really, because, you know, people are more active on Facebook, you know, on comments. So, yeah, I mean, um, and the comments show that people were supportive. And that's a good thing. And we knew that. We aren't surprised. We knew people were supportive. We knew people knew who he was. P- many people who wanted Corey to win the Senate um, actually wanted him to win. So actually wanted him to leave the Liberal Party afterwards. Um so, you know, we're not surprised that we are seeing so much support online for Corey. It's also
0: because he would have thought about this for, for quite a while because it, it is a. Uh, a huge risk to to start a new party. I mean, you just have to look at the the past six years of the rise and fall of various um, uh, minor parties from the right side of politics in Australia. I mean, there was Catter's party, that only lasted uh, a few years. Then, of course, there was Clive Palmer's party, that only lasted a few years. We've now got uh, One Nation, which is the dominant uh, minor party on the right, but even they're having some some troubles now. So uh, uh, there's not a good sort of track record of of parties rising uh, on on the right. So uh, he yeah he would have I, I believe that he would have you know. Uh, Thought about this, and I think he has got a plan for success. And I definitely uh, think that he's uh, got some substantial money behind him to to make the party work, because it will. uh, In in politics, you do you uh, you do need uh, a lot of money to sort of make an impact as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, there are some um, reports that Gina Reinhardt is on his side. Um, We saw reports that says, you know, on the Sydney Morning Herald, they said um, Gina Reinhardt. Um, was with Corey while in America and that they were together um, talking about it and that Gina Reinhardt um, will fund the party. Um, I won't be, be surprised if she does. Um, in fact, I want her to. And, um, you know, um, Corey denied. Corey said, you know, we can't tell you yet who's funding. We don't know yet. But I think Gina Reinhardt will fund the party. And if, if, if she does, she's the richest woman in Australia. If she does, then it'll be very good. We
0: know that uh, Gina is a a conservative warrior. uh, I know that (laughs) a lot of people have been hoping she'll put some significant money to uh, the conservative side of politics. So I definitely hope those reports are are true. But of course, Gina is a very sort of private person. So she's sort of uh, she's not likely to tell us um, uh, where uh, uh, what what she's up to.
1: Yeah, same with Corey. You know, Corey is very reser- reserved, and you know, he's he's sort of um, keeps things to himself a lot. That's why he said, you know, I can't tell you yet if. Do you know he's going to find us? Oh,
0: well, Corey has been... Del- like, he, normally, he's pretty outspoken, but he's been quiet the last few months because he's been planning this this big announcement, I mean. Yeah. Uh, he's been bi- uh, uh, big in the media, obviously, since he made the announcement. He went on the uh, Bolt Report on the Tuesday night. He went on Miranda Devine's radio show later that night. He was on uh, Paul, uh, Paul Murray Live uh, last night, which is... Uh, which was during the time when they had the rolling blackouts in South Australia. So yeah, so we've got Australian Conservatives now, but we've also, we've still got One Nation, which, like I said, although they've had some troubles, they look like doing pretty well in the, the WA uh, state election. Um, and there's also, uh, other, uh, minor parties on the right. There's the Liberal Democrats, uh, there's the Shooters and Fishers and Farmers Party, and the Christian Democrats, are, are st- still, still, around. And so, uh, even though Bob Day, uh, has had to resign, Family First is still around. So there are quite, uh, a lot of parties, uh, f- uh, vying for that conservative vote. So sort of, hat, uh, hat. Ha- do you think the right's becoming too, too crowded out? I mean, especially with the new Senate voting rules which leads to exhausted votes.
1: Well, first of all, I'm not surprised that the right is becoming too crowded out because um you know, what's happening these days, you know, just isn't isn't surprising me that you know, people are creating all these right-wing parties um as a response to growing leftism, growing cultural Marxism. Um but yes, I yes, it is getting crowded and um it is a bit i think it can be a bit regressive on our side because the thing is if you know it's easier if there's more unity if there's one big party then it's easier to take over um i know that coalition coalition building is possible always um but one nation um one nation is a party that doesn't really i don't think they need um coalitions because i think they can do things well, by themselves. Yes, they're having some problems these days um, with James Ashby, but, you know, um, I think they realized that people know that, you know, they are getting a bit too um, politically correct sometimes. Um, and that's why I think um, Pauline Hanson recently agreed with, and stood by um, a candidate who said something very controversial about homosexuals um, recently, and, you know, she stood by her. So I think One Nation is slowly learning from what happened with shang Julin. Um, and what's happening with, the, um, with James Ashby? And I hope they are. But yes, ultimately, you know, we are seeing lots of parties, and that can work well. But it might be a big risk if there's too if they're too scattered. Then you know, there really isn't um, a good, a, a large force to fight for us. But the left has a, fo- a force. The, the left has the Greens. The left has Labour. Um, so that's 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 an issue right now. <laughs>
0: I recall uh, Ross Cameron saying on Paul Murray, I think this was on Monday night, the reason why Corey decided to start his own party rather than join One Nation is because One Nation is still considered the, the Pauline Hanson party. So if anything... Happened to Pauline, for example, that it that that just be the end because although Mal- Malcolm Roberts has become prominent as well, it's still well, it's called Pauline Hanson's uh, yeah. One Nation, and it's yeah. and it's sort of um, there's not much infrastructure for the party around around the country. It's still managed by uh, Pauline and in a uh, inner circle. Well, I think Corey wants to uh, ha- have a have a have the party have a party with you know branches all throughout Australia and. A, a party machine
1: behind them. He did say that um, the rise of populist parties is a reason why he wants to make sure that a more um, traditional conservative party is there. Um, the Sydney Morning Herald actually mentioned this. Um, many media um, websites mentioned this. That a main reason for Corey to do this is to actually um, sort of as as. As a response to the populist parties, I mean it's mainly a response to the left, but it was also meant to be as a, a response to the rise of populism. Um, and so, you know, um, I think that really sort of shows that you know Corey is sort of afraid of the new of the new right wing parties. Um, sort of he mi- might he, d- he might not necessarily agree with those new right wing parties. Um, yeah, and as for One Nation again, um, the thing is. I, I did say that they can be successful, but I remembered that um, there are reports that um, many candidates might actually um, do what Corey is doing sort of, and um, sort of get, become independent um, after getting voted through a One Nation ticket. And Pauline Hansen was gonna try and um, install some sort of um, admin fees. So if you leave, you must pay, I think it was $250,000 to, to the party. Um, so there th- there are there are talks about that sort of um th- th- that situation where people might sort of abruptly leave the party after getting elected um so you know it's very fuzzy yeah, that
0: that that's the other difficulty that one nations had is uh, of uh, vetting of candidates. Uh, you know, so selecting selecting candidates that are obviously going to be committed committed to the party. I mean, the uh, the Rod uh, she's probably glad the the Rod Cullerton uh, saga is over. I mean, he his election was declared. Uh, Invalid. But that whole episode showed that still getting quality candidates is uh, is quite difficult for them. Well, I think Corey uh, will will probably put in a much more substantial candidate vetting vetting process and probably uh, choose uh, choose more sort of. Uh, uh, what's the word, Uh, more worldly people. So sort of people who've done a a lot in their lives. So he's he's probably spoken to business people, uh, community leaders about being candidates. Because I know that outside of uh, Queensland, um, Pauline Pauline Hanson just relies on what the other other senior people in the States are doing and takes advice from them.
1: Yeah, Um, as I said, Corey is a bit more of a traditional conservative. Um so, you know, there is that difference with with one nation. Um and that was a bit of a disappointment for many people as well. Um I, I heard people say, you know, um it turns out Corey, you know, is a bit as I said, a bit of an elitist. Um but yeah, you know, we'll see how it goes. Um Oh, I I do I I do think one nation is good and I want them to win but again I do disagree with them when it comes to the economy when it comes to many economic aspects um and so I do uh, for me the ideal is is someone like Corey Bernardi um who's pro strong borders you know um anti LGBT agenda etc and also more capitalist oriented so yeah, yeah. Uh, there,
0: there, there is a big difference between One Nation and Australian Conservatives. I mean, if you just look at the beliefs and principles on the Australian Conservatives website, it's it's a very uh, traditional conservative manifesto. So limited government, free enterprise. Uh, they support free trade, which is yeah. which is opposed to uh, uh, One Nation, who are who are much yeah. more protectionist. Yeah. Uh, Another value of theirs is self self responsibility and individual liberty. So, sort of a much uh, it's it's a much more sort of well grounded in conservative tradition Australian conservatives, which is sort of um, uh, which is sort of my my uh, what I would would prefer a conservative party to, to be because obviously, although One Nation raises a lot of import, important uh, issues, yet they they're not good on on economics.
1: Yeah, I mean, One Nation does support liberty um, to an extent, and One Nation does support um, many of the things the Australian Conservatives support. It's just, again, when it comes to the economy, free trade, you know, Pauline Hanson is very, very anti-free trade. Um, and yeah, that, that again, that's more of a, that's a bit more of an old, of an old right sort of thing, um, um, while, you know, uh, Cory Bernardi and Australian Conservatives, they're more of a traditional right sort of thing, um, Again, which is what I prefer. Um, so, You know, there's that difference. So, you know, people are saying, you know, it might end up dividing the right wing who supports protectionism and the other part of the right wing who supports free trade and more and a more capitalist approach to global trade. Um, So, you know, that could be a problem ultimately.
0: But there's also the fact that One Nation is a geographic party. I mean, it's based in Queensland, where Corey's yeah. from South, South, South Australia. Yeah. I mean, there is the idea, this is just putting putting, putting a thought out there, that they could have a, a non-competition pact. So, say, uh, Pauline uh, sticks in Queensland, Western Australia and New South Wales, while uh, Corey focuses on South Australia, Victoria and Tasmania, where Pauline's not as strong.
1: Yeah, that could happen. Um I hope not because I hope I think Quarry will operate in New South Wales because even Pauline isn't that popular in New South Wales. I mean, New South Wales is a very is 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 a state that does rely on free trade and you know, it is I suppose um Highest GDP, etc. So you know Sydney is the global consider global city, and you know many people are criticizing us for being globalists for being the global city. But you know we do rely a lot on free trade, um, and other countries, and you know the international financial markets, all that, um, for our economy. Um, so you know I think Corey could be what Pauline has is very popular when you look at New South Wales, um, rural areas, um, that were once. Probably Labour supporters, but who are sick of Labour now for being so progressive and, you know, left-wing. Um, so you know, I think with New South Wales, it's a bit of a, it's a bit complex. But yes, Corey should focus on Victoria because, um, I think Victorians are looking for a conservative who can do something about, Daniel Andrews and what he's doing right now. And South Australia, similar thing. People are looking for someone who can get South Australia out of this climate rhetoric, these climate politics, and you know, make sure that. As we saw these past few days, they have all these problems with their power supply, um, and they want someone who can actually get them some right wing ideas. So I think it'll be good if Corey, it'll be good for Victoria and South Australia if Corey focuses on those two states. Uh,
0: also, I want yeah. to uh, talk about so the party's constitution has been released, and it does look as if the the part of the. The power in the party is going to be centred around Corey and the people who are on their national executive, which I know uh, some conservatives have criticised is is anti-democratic. And that's the same criticism they, they also level at One Nation, that the power yeah. is concentrated with Pauline. Well, I have heard uh, arguments from other people that you can't have a a minor party which has a democratic structure because then the party uh, spends all its time fighting amongst itself instead of fighting, fighting elections against other parties, which is, yeah, I, I do think you need... A, a balance betw- between the two. I mean, you shouldn't have complete concentration of power with one person, but you also need uh, uh, to have people in positions of responsibility to, you know, make, make decisions quickly and make, uh, and make important decisions decisively rather than just have endless debates.
1: Um, I think I would... I think I prefer if Corey has some autocratic power i think i prefer an autocratic party for now because since they are a growing party i think it's better to focus on the important things and to focus on you know democratic issues um you know so i i, I don't mind. I, I in fact i support i would support one nation and, and austrian conservatives more if they were quite autocratic and one nation is autocratic i um, in many ways with Pauline hansen up there um well james ashby up there too. yeah but exactly, really. <laughs> yeah yeah, James, actually, up, up there too. But, you know, we are assuming Paul Johansson is ultimately in power. Um, but, you know, I, I don't mind some auto- autocracy within the party um, because, you know, we need them to focus on the actual direction instead of focusing on um, democratic issues, you know. Um, and Corey won't – he's not a bad person. He, I mean, he's he, You know, he he will listen to other people. Um, just, yeah. you know, powerly invested in him more.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't think he set up the party – uh, with this structure, because you know he's full of his own ego. I yeah, think because yeah. he, he he wants the ability to be able to make make big decisions decisively and not get bogged down with endless yeah. meetings and conferences and uh, branch, branch decisions. So I, I know he'll cop uh, criticism for that, but I just think that a lot of conservatives just need to accept that the party will be structured like that for for the greater good and. Uh, no, this party has really good values, and that that yeah. should be enough for you to get
1: get behind it. I mean, it's not going to be like the Liberal Party. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an example of how people are sort of you know reaching for the straws, isn't it? You know, I think criticizing uh, Australian conservatives for being uh, not being democratic, it's it's a bit like you're deviating from the main issue here. The main issue is their values. You know, that's what, what we should focus on, not their internal structure, really, because you know it's it's, it's a bit like the the critic the Critics of the party who hate Corey um, are sort of reaching for the straws by doing this, and I just want to say that um, with the LDP, if you look at the LDP, um, I'm assuming it's a bit more democratic. Um, oh, no,
0: we're pretty uh, the, uh, a lot of the power is centered with our federal executive, so we do
1: have that okay. con- concentration of power too. That's good because I was going to say that you know there are some people in the LDP who are who are a bit more on the progressive side you know and you know there are some progressives who are joining the ldp you know that, because we, because we have all these left wing uh, libertarians these days um so i don't want australian conservatives to become like that you know i want them to be who they were meant to be
0: because what happened with Catter's party? It was supposed to be a really conservative party, but then a whole bunch of gay activists joined it, and really <coughs> uh, it really watered down its uh, anti-LGBT message, and that was sort of the end of it. That's when Bernard Gaynor left the party and pretty much it all fizzed out from there. So they, they probably will try and uh, try and hijack Australian conservatives uh, left- leftist people
1: they will and i think you know the only way to stop it is to make sure that corey is authoritarian within his own party you know just like we want pauline hanson to be autocratic to make sure that james ashby doesn't um do doesn't do another cata in the in in one nation um so you know uh, we want to make sure that cory Bernardi is also autocratic to make sure that they don't admit it says in the website anyway you have to be a requirement to be a member is you have to be over uh, you have to be this age you have to be you know this a uh, uh, citizen and it also says that you have to um agree with our views you know i think that's a good thing you know that, because that means it's telling you you know what if you are a leftist if you are if you are you know not us then you can't come here that's a good thing i think um and that's what we need to make sure that another Catter's situation doesn't happen in australian conservatives
0: yeah definitely uh, so we might uh, uh, move on from talking about Australian Conservatives and now talk about the consequences for Malcolm Turnbull and the Liberal Party. Yeah. And there's already been the Unshackled reported on some leadership rumblings uh, in the in the Liberal Party. Uh, so far, it doesn't look like anything is going to happen, but I, w- I would predict that Malcolm Turnbull, his leadership is now terminal and... Yeah. Uh, unless the the liberal liberal mps want to go off a cliff at the next election they have to replace him
1: yeah i mean we report on a possible leadership um sort of um uh, contest sort of thing so that 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 doesn't mean it should ha- it would happen overnight I and mean, that could happen over a few weeks over a few months it depends some people are saying you know malcolm will be out before the end of the year um and others are saying, you know, no, he will stay. Um, and others are saying he has actually sort of tried to um, incre- expand his foundations in the party to make sure with donations, etc., to make sure that he does stay. Um, you know, it could, you know, there definitely, there definitely is a liturgy problem in the Liberal Party right now um, with Corey's departure and, you know, Malcolm Stonewall is at risk that's that's beyond dispute and you know it could turn out we could have a, another leadership spill um again i uh i'm not sure if i want it or not because sometimes when you have leadership spills then you might end up getting the bad person in you know with turning Allen gone,
0: could you could you get anyone worse than turnbull
1: <laughs> um i hear there are lots of more left-wing people in the Liberal Party. I think, um, you know, to, Malcolm Turnbull, at least, is um, is more econ- economically, you know, right-wing oriented. I hear there are people who aren't like that in the Liberal Party, who are economically more left-wing than what the Liberal Party should be. Um, so, you know, Obviously, I would prefer Malcolm over that. I mean, Malcolm—he can be good sometimes. Yesterday, he showed us what he's—he's he's got. You know, yesterday, um, he uh, gave Will Shorten a good battering, um, with by by, by criticizing him for and he used fact facts. He used actual evidence to you know he really was a hypocrite. Um, and you know, that was something, that's something we need from him. That's something we didn't see from him much. um, That sort of backbone. And we saw that yesterday for a bit, again, doesn't make things better. We know who he is, but you know, it's a good improvement. It's a good step in the right direction. Um, But yeah, we'll, We've yet to see what happens to the leadership, but there's definitely some problem in that.
0: Well, a, a lot of people said, oh, he slapped down a uh, bill shortening question time was really good. I'm sure it boosted morale around the backbench, but he needs more than a parliamentary yeah. performance to, yeah. to save yeah. his job. I think the two things that make his job secure in the short term is the fact that he gave $1.75 million to the Liberal Party in the last federal election. Yeah. So if they try and get rid of him, he's probably going to say, well, I gave you... You know all this money, you know, to to help to help uh, fund the election campaign and get us over the line in the end. And uh, the way you're going to repay me is is sack me. Like, if, yeah. You know, what, what sort of people are you? And also the other th- the other reason why he's he's safe for now is because uh, he can always threaten to resign uh, from Parliament and cause a by election in Wentworth, which yes. uh, the Liberals would lose because. Wentworth, like he won, the seat Malcolm in two thousand and four. But since then, it's been redistributed to take in like more parts of inner Sydney. So now it's pretty much full of like inner city lefties. And the only reason that liberals hold it is because Malcolm Turnbull's the MP. I mean, if he if he was to go, it'd fall to Labor or the Greens. It
1: might, it might. You know, the um, uh, that, uh, that western sort of region of Wentworth does include oxford street etc you know it does include all those um leftist uh, you know inner city uh greeny uh, suburbs uh, neighborhoods within um if he goes yes um he they might lose wentworth they cannot lose wentworth if they lose the eastern suburbs then that's a very bad direction for them um because you know Eastern Suburbs are meant to be their stronghold in Sydney, the eastern and the lower North Shore and the northern. And if they lose one of their strongholds, then what were well, their traditional strongholds, then that's a problem. Um, you know, I mean, Malcolm is, I'm not saying he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a conservative and therefore he deserves Eastern Suburbs. I'm not saying he's a progressive. What I'm saying is they can't lose Wentworth. If they do, that's going to be bad for them. Well, if,
0: yeah. If they lose it, then they lose their majority. I mean, they'll yeah. be down to seventy-five seats, which uh, they'd have to rely on either Kata, Andrew Wilkie or Cathy McGowan. And they don't want to go to my uh, minority government. It's it's quite interesting how parties, if the if. If there's a possibility they could lose one seat, then uh, it completely clouds their judgment in a whole lot of areas. Yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, some conservatives have said, you "No, know, who cares if they if uh, liberals lose Wentworth? I mean, why would you want a lefty uh, uh, liberal MP in the party room?"
1: Um, I mean, again, that's a bit of a um, they haven't that's a bit of a premature thing to say. They haven't thought about it. You know, if they lose Wentworth, you know, that's it's meant to be a stronghold and it's going to be really bad, not just for the Liberals, but for the normal, the normal right wingers who live in Wentworth, you know, um, the eastern parts of Wentworth are okay. I mean, they're all, they also support capitalism there, what you would call, um, you know, mod cons, moderate conservatives who live in in the traditional Wentworth, um, which is with this addition of this expansion that's resulted in the progressives getting in. But it'll be bad for the people in Wentworth as well because those mod cons, they rely on the Liberal Party's capitalist orientation to stay rich. And, and that's and they need to. That's good for them. That's what they need. Um, and if they lose that, if they get a leftist in Wentworth and all the people living there will... It'll be really... You know, it'll have a really bad impact um, on the on them on their representation. Um, you know, Sydney already has uh, is already suffering with Tanya Plibersek. Um You know, it's going to be when you have a leftist, a socialist in the financial center of Australia. That's that's a big problem. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens with that though. But yeah, I just
0: don't think in the big scheme of things, uh, losing Wentworth is, is that great a loss. Uh, we should talk about uh, if Turnbull is to go, uh, if, if they do uh, have, have the courage, the MPs, to admit they were wrong in installing Turnbull, who... Who would they replace him with? I don't think they go to go back to Tony Abbott because most of them are of the view that he's white-handed, uh, Malcolm Turnbull, and said some really unhelpful things from the backbench. So I don't think that uh, they'd want to reward him with a. Uh, uh, with another go, and I also think that he was a failure as Prime Minister the first time around, and the only reason why he's saying these conservative uh, things now is because he wants to be Prime Minister again. I don't yeah. think Tony Abbott's got, uh, got, a, got a lot of a lot of convictions, uh, and that's a view shared by Miranda Devine, who said that, you know, if I, don't, I don't trust Tony Abbott, I don't believe that he's changed. Uh, other possible replacements are, of course, uh, Scott Morrison, the Treasurer and Immigration Minister, Peter
1: Dutton um none of whom I like um Dutton is okay um Scott Morrison I don't want uh you know I, I just don't think there's anyone good in the party to replace Malcolm Turnbull I mean they're all leftists now you know they, they all have their flaws um Dutton I suppose stands out um uh, again we have to see um you know who's most compatible who can actually take them through the next election um and it's, it's, it's very hard to forecast these things. Um, but yeah, I I personally don't... I, I'm sort of very disillusioned with the Liberal Party. I, I want an actual Conservative Party. Um, so, you know, I, so I sort of don't care really because um, I do... Th- I, ultimately, I prefer Liberals over Labour and I want Liberals to win next election in comparison to Labour. But, you know, again... There won't be a difference if Scott Morrison comes in. There won't be a difference if Dunn comes in. There won't be a difference. You know, we'll we'll see the exact same procedure anyway. So.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, even if a more conservative liberal uh, uh, liberal MP did take over the leadership, I mean, they they would still still be too afraid to do anything about uh, radical Islamism in Australia. They still would not yeah. be prepared to call call climate change a hoax or yeah. uh, get rid of the ABC. I mean, they they would they still wouldn't you know be prepared to to t- take on the. The really controversial issue is that you know would would trigger the the mainstream media attacking them
1: yeah the, the liberal Party has caved in to the left a bit too far now you know, that 's why Corey left that 's why it's a bit too that 's why he said you know you can 't change it that 's why we know you can 't change it that 's why he left. Um, so, you know, that's why, that's why I'm saying, you know, we won't see much of a difference if, no matter who gets in, um, unless of course they, they have a very big backbone. That's why One Nation is very valuable because they are anti-climate rhetoric, anti-climate, anti-climate policy. They say how it is. They know it's a hoax. Um, you know, anti-immigration, that's great. You know, that's why One Nation is very, um, useful for us, for the, for the right these days.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I published my, uh, I, gu- I guess you could call it a wish list of uh, issues, yeah. which I think a new Australian Conservative Party should, uh, uh, should tackle. But uh, on those lists, there is no way that the Liberal Party, no matter who is in charge, would ever go near those issues. I mean, yeah. I mean they, they're, they're still listening to the, the media and the elites. They're not listening to the ordinary people.
1: Yeah, I mean, and if they end up losing key strongholds like you know Wentworth, etc., then you know it's gonna get worse for them uh, with with regards to being conservative. And you know they they, as I said, already caving in to the um to the left. Um, you know we will never we will never see them reaching even close to uh, that list you, you said. Um, and, you know, that's why we want the Australian Conservatives to come in and sort of make things right, literally. Um, you know, yeah. So we
0: definitely are living in uh, exciting times. And yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing more about Australian Conservatives. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll know by probably... Uh, next six months or no, whether the Liberals are going to stick with, with Turnbull. Um, but that's all we've got time for on today's show. So thank you, Suka, for being my co-host. Thank you for having me. Uh, before we go for today, we've got a big announcement. Uh, we should announce it now, shouldn't we, Suka? We should, yeah, I think it's good. Yep, so we're, we are going to, on uh, Saturday night, March the 11th, uh, which is the day of the Western Australian uh, state election. The Unshackled is going to be doing a live stream on election night, where we're going to uh, watch the results come in, uh, provide commentary uh, and analysis on on what's happening. So that'll be our first ever live event. So it's very exciting. Uh, we'll keep you uh, we'll keep you informed. Uh, uh, about uh about uh how that's go- uh, how that's going to work and um uh, send send out uh reminders to you so pencil it in in your in your diaries diaries right now because it'll it'll be an exciting uh i guess we could call it experiment for us as well because we, yeah we're, we're, we're trying to get the best technology available so, so we can have a quality broadcast, so it's, it's very exciting. A reminder once again to subscribe to our email list at theunshackled.net slash subscribe. And also, don't forget to consider supporting the show. Uh, You can become a patron on Patreon. You can make a one-off donation via PayPal, or you can also sign up to advertise on this podcast. And, of course, don't forget to subscribe to the show on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and, of course, the video version on YouTube. Also, don't forget to check out theunshackled.net because we're pumping out news uh, quick and fast these days. Uh, So make sure you you keep, keep checking it out. So thanks once again for listening, and we'll see you next time.
1: Thank you.